Recorded live. Good morning. Welcome to Aldo's Targeted Individual Community Call. It's Sunday, March 4th, 2018. So uh, it's been a while since I've done a show because I'm busy at work with the company that um, I've filed a discrimination claim against. And it's not easy uh, showing up every day knowing that they know that you have filed this claim, but I'm sticking with it because what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And that is the same thing that goes with targeting, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong, and targeting individuals and depriving them and conspiring against their rights is something that is wrong. But today I want to talk about something because I've covered this numerous times on my how many hundreds of recordings that I've done, and this has to do with critical thinking and it has to do with... um, Suddenly, the media is beginning to realize these things that targets like myself have exposed for years. And it's really sad that it's taken so long because by the time the media decides that everything targets have said is the truth, it's pretty much, number one, too late for the target, and number two, too late for the country because they've already infiltrated several areas. Uh, There was a good article that uh, came out in the Huffington Post, and it has to do with... um, uh, school teachers and influencing children by promoting their bigoted, racist, white nationalist, et cetera, type of um, agendas within the classroom. And even though parents are complaining about it because children are going home, realizing that the teachers pretty much are racist, um, the school systems are not doing anything about it. I even had my own concern, and I'm glad that they're covering this thing because there's a gal that lives at 420 Early who just got her teaching credential, but she's been heavily into targeting. Now, why would you want an elementary school or a middle school teacher influencing the minds of children when they already target and violate the fundamental rights and liberties of someone within their own community? They're not a good influence on children. They pose a grave threat to national security but they have infiltrated every segment of society at every level. And this becomes a danger to national security. But if you want a target to spot them, you can go in pretty much any, almost any city across this whole nation and talk to a target and we'll be able to spot every single one of them. And that's how you find out where your cult of personalities state-sponsored domestic terrorists reside. It's a real simple premise. Especially people who've been targeted, like myself and others, for many of years, we can spot them all and have probably about a 98% accuracy rate when we point them out. And you do a three hops on that person and you will find everyone within the network of this state-sponsored, state-corporate and academia-sponsored, sanctioned and covered-up domestic terrorist organization. They hide in plain sight. I've been saying it for years. If anything, targets have been able to get these people who hide in plain sight to come out the way they have. And then you know who they are. They don't believe in this country. They don't believe in the Constitution. They claim to be Americans, but yet they don't have a problem violating the fundamental rights and liberties of another human being, of another American, citizen, non-citizen alike. And that all has to do with groupthink, cult behavior, and inability to utilize common sense and critical thinking skills. But I've said it for a long time. And now finally, reporters are starting to report about it, but they're too fucking late. Where the fuck were you guys when we were coming forward? Maybe you could have nipped some of this stuff in the butt a long time ago. So I don't, I, I put blame on media and all these other people, lawyers, governmental agencies, local, state, and federal agencies. He chose to ridicule. He chose not to believe. And now look at the mess as they go live, as they have their infiltrators in every every segment of society. You want to spot them, go talk to a target, and we'll point them all out to you and have a 90 plus percent accuracy rate in who we've uh, pointed at. And like I say, you do a three hops on them, 
and you'll pull out the whole fucking network, all the way to the governmental agencies and those within who are helping to facilitate and cover up this bullshit anti-American terrorism. So anyway, I'll put a link into the article um, in reference to it. She had an online persona that she was promoting basically supremacist hate. These are the same people that we outed, that people like myself, we call them trolls that would come into our shows and, and, and just cause all kinds of chaos and arguing and screaming calling us every name in the book. We call them trolls. We call them, we call them what they were doing, sock puppets. Where they'd use a fake online, uh, per, they were fake online personas that would go around and depict the target in such a negative false light that it compelled other people to join forces. You know, you blame Russia for the propaganda but it's your own country that's doing it. Inside job is what they call it. So let me get to these. uh, So you can go to my website, uh, right on the very first page, targeted stockedterrorized.com. And on the right of it, it says, uh, are you being pressured to? And if you scroll down, there's one site, one thing on, it's bullet pointed in the very beginning. Um, Were you given access to a social network or website that depicted the target in such a negative light it compelled you to join forces? Were you, told, uh, were you asked to access the target's private account at work and told to alter data within that account? Were you told to impersonate the target or a legitimate representative of a company, agency, and or office knowing you'd be com- you would be committing fraud? Were you bribed, threatened, coerced, or given some form of compensation to participate? Were you told that it was for a just cause, the greater good, or because the target deserved it, even though you knew you would be violating the rights and liberties of a fellow citizen? Or were you told it was just a harmless game? Do you truly know all the legal reasons why you were asked to participate? Do you have copies of any and or all documents presented to you, and did you take them to an unbiased outside source to validate, verify, and or vet the legitimacy and legality of said documents before you participated? Were you asked to sign a non-disclosure confidentiality statement? Already on it. So the point of the argument here is that don't call somebody who's telling the truth a name because it all comes out in the wash. Not that I was the liar, but that the people, that this community and all these communities across this nation have jumped on board with are the ones who are listening to motherfucking liars. So the latest is coming out about stupidity and ignorance, about the inability to utilize critical thinking skills, and how easy it is for people to jump on board. You know, you have a vast internet that gives you global information, but instead you go into your group things and your cult of personalities, and whatever they say must be true. instead of actually utilizing the Internet, which it was designed to do to provide you with all kinds of information and then come up, then critically think and come up with your own opinion as opposed to following other people's opinions. Well, the pastor told me it was okay, so therefore I'm electrocuting that person because the law enforcement officer told me it was okay. Therefore, it's okay for me to steal from that person because the group leader said it was okay to create a, a, a fake visa card or whatever in somebody else's name because I was pressured in work. 
and you don't use your own critical thinking skills to say you you already know it's wrong, but you do it anyway. That's not on the target. Don't torture the target because of the wrong decisions that the perpetrator community is making. Don't take it out on the target because they're telling the truth. Pick up a mirror and look at your own motherfucking reflections, you motherfucking hypocrites. So the first article, uh, so this was back in 2011. It was uh, posted in theguardian.com. It says, revealed United States spy operation that manipulates social media. So you know how all the focus is on Russia. Oh, it's Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah, but Russia probably got the ideas from all the shit that the United States was doing to their own fucking people using psychological operations that has been changed to military information, specialist operations, or something like that. It's called MISO, M-I-S-O. They even rebranded it so that they didn't even call it PSYOPs because they didn't want people to realize that they were using those type of tactical operations in their cultural hegemony to change people's opinions. Who gives a shit about the group? If what the group is doing is wrong, it's a real simple premise. It doesn't even take rocket science. Even people with cognitive disabilities have the ability, in most cases, to grasp that concept. Some of them, maybe not. But they have an excuse. Look at all the people who hide in plain sight with their holier-than-thou and their greater good and their pillars of society. And look at what they do. And then cover up. And then point the finger at the victim and try to blame the victim because they had the nerve to come forward and call it all out. So this was back in The Guardian, and it says, revealed U.S. spy operations that manipulate social media. Military sock puppets, quote-unquote. Software creates fake online identities to spread pro-American propaganda by Jeff Jarvis. Washington shows the morals of a clumsy spammer. Uh, This was dated, I think it was in 2011, I believe the article came out. Yeah, Thursday, 17 March 2011. The U.S. military is developing software that will let it secretly manipulate social media sites by using fake online personas to influence Internet conversations and spread pro-American propaganda. A Californian corporation has been awarded a contract with the United States Central Command, or CENTCOM, which oversees U.S. armed operations in the Middle East and Central Asia to develop what is described as an online persona management service, quote-unquote, that will allow one United States service man or woman to control up to 10 separate identities based all over the world. The project has been likened by web experts to China's attempt to control and restrict free speech on the Internet. Critics are likely to complain that it will allow the United States military to create a false consensus in online conversations, crowd out unwelcome opinions, and smother commentaries or reports that do not correspond with its own objectives. The discovery that the United States military is developing false online personalities known to users of social media as sock puppets could also encourage other governments, private companies, and non-government organizations to do the same. The CENTCOM contract stipulates that each fake online persona must have a convincing background history and supporting details, and that up to 50 United States-based controllers should be able to operate false identities from their workstation. So 50 times 10 is 500, right? So all of a sudden, you have 500 people saying all this negative stuff, and they're all spread out globally. Well, you jump on board to target a target too, wouldn't you? I've already gone over this one way back. You keep blaming Russia, but you should look in the mirror of your own government and private security companies. The CENTCOM contract stipulates that each fake online persona... Okay, so, uh, sorry, CENTCOM spokesman, commander, Bill Speak said the technology supports classified blogging activities on foreign language websites to enable CENTCOM 
to counter violent extremists and enemy propaganda outside the United States. He said none of the interventions would be in English, which is a crock of fucking shit, because they field tested it here. I'm telling you right now, it's all field tested here in the United States on their own fucking people. What what have I also said before? That you can get people in in the Middle East and, and the Horn of Africa who are better at recognizing psychological operations than the American fucking people with everything they have at their motherfucking disposal. They know when bullshit is being sold to them. And yet you have Americans who can't even figure that shit out. Lack of critical thinking skills. Real simple premise. Doesn't take rocket science. It's basic common sense that most everybody is born with. It's such a shame that so much of the population is in-fucking-capable of utilizing it. They'd rather jump on board, be a part of the group, the group think, the cult mentality. So anyway, it goes on. And basically what it is is one person is allowed to become 10 different people that are spread throughout. They, they, they make their online persona, which means that they could say they're from England or they're from you know Japan or from uh, the Middle East or whatever. And they're all propagate. They're all they're all promoting the same agenda. What did I say on my website? Were you asked to go to a website or social media that depicted the target in such a negative, false light, a negative light, because they wouldn't know it was false because they don't even have the critical thinking skills to realize that it's all fucking bullshit. So were you compelled to jump on board because all these people hated that target and they all had their own stories to tell about what the target did to them? That's a sock puppet. Trolls are people who come into your, say you have like my show, they'll come into my show and they'll just start, they'll either get on the call, well, we've heard them on recording calling a, a, an African, African-American host, you know, the N-word. Calling me all Jap and all kinds of other negative, negative things. Flooding the chat with bullshit. Basically being harassed or having your life threatened. I even have it in writing that they were going to stab me to death. They have this thing about wanting to stab me to death. So, you know, all the news is, even even those, uh, the liberals, oh, Russia this and Russia that, fuck that, man. Why don't you look in your own backyard about all these agencies that have their own political agendas that they're trying to promote, their own profits that they're trying to gain. They swear that they would never use it on American people. That's a crock of fucking shit. They field test all of it on their own goddamn people, and they fucking know it, and so do I. So anyway, that's about sock puppets. So it says, once developed, the software could allow United States service personnel working around the clock in one location to respond to emerging online conversations with any number of coordinated messages, blog spots, chat room posts, and other interventions. Details of the contract suggest this location would be McDill Air Force Base near Tampa, Florida, home of United States Special Operation Command. CENTCOM contracts require for each, requires for each controller the provision of one virtual private server located in the United States and others appearing to be outside the United States to give the impression that fake personas are real people located in different parts of the world. Yes, maybe Russia might have done the election one, but that doesn't mean that they don't have help. Where do you think they're getting a lot of these ideas from? 
You think they didn't read the Guardian article in 2011? Not that they didn't know how to do it themselves. But who do you think's the most advanced and has been field testing and utilizing this type of shit for motherfucking years? Cultural hegemony. Shaping the narrative. Targeting individuals. This didn't come from Russia, although they did it maybe in the, in the days of Stalin. But it's on steroids now with technology. What did the GCHQ, the NSA counterpart, and the United Kingdom say? We could take paranoia to a whole different level when we blitz people. So get your facts straight. But see, because the news is telling you that it's simply Russia, then that's all you think about. You don't realize that back in 2011 and before, there were people who were outing all this shit, including people like me, because back in 2011, I covered a story about it. 2012. Went back and recorded everything, even though TalkShoe is deleting my recording. Hopefully, somewhere, someone downloaded them. I know I've got some of them. Way ahead of the game. Have been for years. But give me a break when you think that Russia is the only fucking country that somehow is doing this shit. So the multiple persona contract is thought to have been awarded as part of the program called Operation Earnest Voice, which was first developed in Iraq as a psychological warfare weapon against the online presence of Al-Qaeda. Okay? But see, when you know that you can use it against them, just think of what you can do with your own people who don't even have critical fucking thinking skills. The Guardian did a really good article about every every commander in chief from Washington to to Obama at the time. And they talked about what grade level the president spoke to the American people. And you saw it progressively, you know, like high level college all the way down to a level now that's probably about the eighth grade reading comprehension level. I've covered stories about all of this stuff. I talk repeatedly about critical thinking skills. Why do you follow the group? Why don't you think for yourself? Because somebody else told you it was okay, so therefore it's okay. So you think you absolve all moral and ethical responsibility for what the fuck you did to another human being is goddamn bullshit. That's why none of you guys, in my eyes, will ever be let off the hook. Because you all had a choice. And the only people who didn't were the targeted victims. Don't matter what excuse you use. Don't matter what thing you think you can say to try to justify what you've done to my human living life. You will never, ever be let off the hook. It's a real simple premise. It doesn't take rocket science. You had a choice. Targets didn't. So anyway, I'll post the link. Uh, But again, it was from The Guardian. um, Revealed U.S. spy operations that manipulate social media, military stock puppet software, creates fake online identities to spread pro-American propaganda or whatever agenda suits their fancy. You want to make someone look like an enemy? Go ahead. They can make it look like it came from anywhere they want to, and they all know that they can do it technologically. And then they go blaming other people. Uh, It was by Nick Fielding and Ian Cobain, Thursday, 17 March 2011. Again, it's theguardian.com. And again, this was back in 2011. And it has to do with sock puppets. It has to do with manipulating social media. 
and getting people to believe whatever you want them to believe because they don't have any critical thinking skills. They claim they're smarter than everybody else, yet they're part of a group. They say that nobody can manipulate them because their handlers tell them how smart and how special they are. And yet the very notion of, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, preying on their egos gets them to not even realize that they're being manipulated. Is that where you're part of a group that's committing felonies against another human being? Because nobody can manipulate you? Because somebody in a position of power, authority, and or expertise proclaims that what you're doing is not illegal? That you're really not harming someone when you take a directed energy weapon and you burn their fucking skin because they didn't die, so therefore it must not be as harmful? Because somebody else told you that it was okay is a crock of fucking shit. And if you can't think for yourself, then why don't you get a gun and blow your fucking brains out? You'd be doing everybody in the world a favor. Because you are of no value to a thinking world. That's what I think of the perpetrator community. So this was by Stephen Nadler, um, time.com. Nadler, a finalist for the 2004 Pulitzer Prize in General Notification, is a professor of philosophy and and humanities at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and co-author of Heretics, The Wondrous and Dangerous Beginnings of Modern Philosophy. Uh, This was dated September 12, 2017. When so many obviously intelligent and well-educated Americans claim that global warming is a hoax, when we see obsessed, when we seem obsessed with vilifying an entire 14th century centuries-old religious tradition simply because of recent heinous actions of terrorists, we profess to act in its name. Just these people who act in the name of their God. When nearly a century after the Scopes trial, there are still significant public resistance to the theory of evolution, with one recent poll revealing that 34% of the population reject evolution over one-third of the country, exclamation point. And when voters elect a man so obviously unprepared and unfit to be president, I begin seriously to worry that we Americans are exhibiting greater and greater stupidity. Let me be clear by stupidity. So I used to say it was wrong to say stupid, and I would use the word ignorance, that you're ignorant about something, so therefore you, 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 you would uh, jump on board because someone in a position of power, authority, and or expertise told you that it was okay to point a weapon at another human being, even though you guys all know that it's wrong. But they talk about genocidal killers. You know, the first kill is the hardest. And then once you get past that, it's easier to slaughter people all the way up into the millions. That whole concept of life unworthy of life that the Germans utilized, took their own people, first sterilized them. You know, you were a blight on society. You had postpartum depression. You had some type of mental illness. You had Alzheimer's. You were elderly. You were terminally ill. You were, they considered you a blight on society. So those type of people alcoholics, drug addicts. They would sterilize them because they said, well, we don't want them to procreate. So then people, you know, they do everything slowly, right? So you sterilize them and they say, okay, well, that's not so bad. But before they started slaughtering people in the millions, they got their own people to euthanize family members. Doctors would assess people and then have them terminated. That was the life Uh, What was it, action four or three? They were life unworthy of life. So they just started offing their own people. So you figure if you do it to your own people, it's not going to be so hard. When they ask you to go out there and slaughter uh, a group of people because they're proclaiming that they're 
life is unworthy of life. It's all a process. And every anyone who's ever studied genocide or ethnic cleansing or democide, which is po- the political killing of it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are, you have to do it in increments. But in order to do it, first you've got to dumb everyone down. So let me be clear by stupidity. I do not mean a lack of knowledge, education, skill, or savvy. Stupidity is not the same as ignorance or incompetence or folly, although it often leads to foolish behavior. I do not mean it as some immature, all-purpose playground insult. I want, to not, I want not to offend, but to disagree. In the spirit, I offer a different, more philosophical definition. Stupidity is a kind of intellectual stubbornness. A stupid person has access to all the information necessary to make an appropriate judgment, to come up with a set of reasonable and justified beliefs, and yet fails to do so. The evidence is staring them right in the face, but it makes no difference whatsoever. They believe what they want to believe. Not only do they have no good reason for thinking that what they believe is true, there are often good reasons for thinking that what they believe is false. They are not acting in a rational manner. Of course, everyone is stupid sometime or other. We have all fallen headlong for some product because it looks cool or because some celebrity we like uh, or because some celebrity we like but who has zero expertise tell us, tells us he has one despite there being no reason whatsoever for buying the item and maybe even good reason not to buy it. We often make choices on the basis of emotions like hope, fear, love, envy, pride, and anger instead of reason. However, while other nations seem to be tackling the local and global problems we face head on, relying not so much on passion but on science and common sense, we seem, we seem as a nation to be acting stupidly. And in this regard, we fail to live up to and even betray just those values that have informed our republic from its founding and to which we now so often merely pay lip service. In many respects, America is, for better and for worse, heir to the intellectual revolution of the 17th century Europe. What characterized philosophy and science in the early modern period and represented a break from much of what went before is the concern to tailor theories to evidence, not to authority or tradition. Galileo, Descartes, Spinoza, Locke, Newton, and others came up with explanations of the cosmos, of the world around them, and of human nature and society, not by appealing to what either thinkers, such as Plato and and or Aristotle had said. Nor were they guided primarily by religious dogma. Rather, they took their lead from reason and experience. Whether they proceeded according to the logic of deduction or through the critical collections and analysis of data, what the modern scientific method they develop consists in is the testing of theories according to what reason allows and what empirical evidence supports. A rational person only believes what the evidence warrants him in believing. He does not merely accept things on faith, and when the evidence falsifies his beliefs, he abandons them. It is irrational, stupid, to hold on to beliefs when they are plainly contradicted by the evidence. These early modern thinkers were not irreligious men. In fact, many of them were deeply pious, devoted to the Catholic or reinforced Reformed church churches. The alleged war, quote-unquote, in the early enlightenment between science and religion is a gross exaggeration. But for Descartes and his intellectual colleagues, philosophical, scientific, even moral and political truth and progress was a matter of rational and empirical inquiry, not fealty to authority. The problem is not that the people who don't believe in climate change or who choose not to vaccinate their children or who deny evolution by natural selection are necessarily uninformed 
although many of them are, and a good deal of what passes for information, quote-unquote, these days comes from highly suspect sources. Rather, it is that in the face of relevant information, they have refused to adjust or abandon their beliefs accordingly. They are making a crucial decision, not on the basis of what Descartes called clear and distinct evidence, but on prejudice, hearsay, and, of course, those passions of hope and fear. An article in the New York Times recently said that an aversion to scientific findings continues to shape American public policy. What the writer failed to note is how much that aversion to scientific reasoning informs the decisions people make in their daily lives. What is the solution to our creeping national stupidity? Learning how to gain more information from a variety of certifiable certifiably reliable sources is an important first step, but what the American public really needs are lessons in how to be rational, how to assess that information, distinguishing between real evidence and fake evidence, and end up believing only what one is justified in believing. We could use more lessons on what it means to be rational and how to be epistemologically responsible citizens who are familiar with the difference between a valid and invalid argument and who know an unjustified belief when they see one. Changing people's cognitive behavior will not be easy. It may even be a fool's errand. By young adulthood, we naturally become stuck in our ways of forming and abandoning beliefs. I like to think that the key lies in more philosophy and more of the humanities overall. Most people, if they study philosophy at all, do so only in college, typically to fulfill some distribution requirement. But what if we start exposing young people to philosophy well before they become undergraduates? There is no reason why high school students, even children in elementary school, cannot absorb the basic lessons of rationality and critical thinking that come from studying the great thinkers of the past and of today. And the problems in ethics, politics, epistemology, metaphysics, and aesthetics that they address. If there is a cure for stupidity, I am convinced that this is it. I hope I'm proven right. So what this person is saying is nothing more than what I've recorded hundreds of times on my show. I think like every show. My dad used to say, used to refer to it as "use your head." Use your head, not to bang it against the wall, but use your head as in think. Do you think what you just did was right? Use your head. That's what he used to tell us when we were kids, and we did something really stupid. Use your head. And that has to do with, you know, I still think it's ignorance, but there's, there's some stupidity. Like you said, it's not about because just because you can pass a test doesn't make you smart. It just means that you're pretty good at taking tests. Just because you go to church every Sunday doesn't make you religious. It just means you go to church every Sunday. And just because those things are said to be true doesn't make you a good person. And I've proven that tens of thousands of times over and over and over again, city after city. Because I've brought all you people out of the woodwork. And I've shown what you guys are really capable of doing to another human being. That's not on me. That's on all you all motherfuckers. And that's that whole concept of how these people hide in plain sight. But look at the atrocities they're willing to commit against an unarmed, defenseless human being. It's not what it makes me. It's what it makes every single one of the perpetrators and those who know and keep silent. That's on you guys. Pick up the mirror. Because I've said that a thousand times over too. Take a look at your own reflection and clean up the shit in your own backyard before you think to target my ass. I don't think I'm perfect. I know I'm not. 
but you people sure do think you are. And that's the biggest delusion of all. Perps. So this was an alternate. It's called, uh, under culture, it's called Trolls and Hackers Find It Easy to Trick Americans Because We Are a Nation of Ignoramuses. The only real defense against bots and trolls is an intellectual offense, and we are not ready for it. By Sophia A. McLennan, Salon.com. March 3rd, 2018, posted on alternate.com. And so this is what you do. You give, you give credit to the people who are doing some, some final, finally doing some actual work. Sometimes I think that, what do they do? Listen to my recordings and then pretend like it's all theirs? Because I've already outed all this stuff over and over and over again like a broken record. And when you guys think that you're coming out with it, what you don't realize is it's pretty much too late. In the days after the mass shootings at Majority Stone Majority Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, we learned that we weren't just fighting gun violence in our country. We were also fighting bots, B-O-T-S that were using Facebook and other social media platforms to control the narrative and sow division. Parallel to bot propaganda after the shootings, a similar disinformation campaign popped up after the premiere of Black Panther with images of violence circulating on Twitter suggesting that white people weren't welcome at the screenings. Suddenly, the breaking news story is that bots and trolls and other agents of disinformation are not only trying to influence our elections, they are trying to cause conflict amongst United States citizens. And of course, most of the news coverage hysterically suggests that the source of these digital media attacks is primarily Russia. In the days after the mass shootings at Majority Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, we learned that we weren't just fighting gun oh, wait. I don't know why that's, uh, again, hold on. Suddenly, the breaking news story, okay, so here. Um, the problem is that the United States is one of the least intelligent nations in the developed world. We aren't good at processing and analyzing information, and that makes us suckers for bots, trolls, and all other sorts of disinformation tactics. We measure intelligence in lots of ways, but at the top of the list is literacy and numeracy. A study published in September 2017 by the United States Department of Education found that United States adults performed the lowest of all developed nations in numeracy. They, found, they also found that our literacy was on the low end of developed nations. Most interestingly, most interesting was the finding that young adults in their 20s from Finland, the Netherlands, Sweden, and Japan who did not finish high school had the same literacy levels as U.S high school graduates. Study after study shows that the United States underperforms in literacy across the developed world, especially given its resources. But that isn't enough, even the core issue. <clears throat> the real problem is the way we have consistently devalued quality education across all levels for decades. Consider the fact that 14 states teach creationism in public schools, and to that, add to that the reality that the Pew Research study from 2015 found that 34% of Americans reject evolution entirely, saying humans and other living things have existed in their present form since the beginning of time. But it isn't just our knowledge base that's the problem. It's the fact that the United States has effectively abandoned the notion that investing in education is critical for the future of our nation. Public investment in K-12 schools has fallen dramatically in a number of states over the last decade, despite post-recession economic growth. Arizona cut funding for K-12 by 36.6% from 20, uh, 2008 to 2015. A study of investment in education across the developed nations of the OECD found that for, from 
2010 to 2014, the United States decreased K-12 funding by 4%. Over the same period, education spending on average rose 5% per student across the 35 countries in the OECD. Even more noteworthy is the fact that in some countries, spending rose at a much higher rate between uh, 2008 and 2014. Education spending rose 76% in Turkey, 36% in Israel, 32% in the United Kingdom, and 27% in Portugal. The same pattern is true for higher education. States continue to slash support for public colleges and universities, and funding remains below historic levels. Overall, state funding for public two- and four-year colleges in 2017 school year was nearly $9 billion below its 2008 level after adjusting for inflation. It should come as no surprise that reduced investment in education leads to lower student outcomes and to poor critical thinking skills. It gets worse because on top of lower funding levels, current trends in higher education signal a sharp move away from the study of the humanities, the field that is at the heart of developing critical thinking skills in students. This means that reports of the shrinking humanities major down by about 20% are cause for serious concern. In 2015, humanities degrees were just under 12% of all degrees conferred. In contrast, Finland has one of the best school systems in the world, and it also has done an excellent job of fighting off Russian propaganda, despite the long history of Russian efforts to influence them. While a critical part of the effort to fight Russian propaganda was spearheaded by the Finnish government, the real reason why propaganda does not get traction in the widespread critical thinking skills among the Finnish population, unlike the United States, where teachers and professors are routinely denigrated and underpaid. In Finland, teaching is one of the most respected professions in the country. Our pathetic commitment to higher education is only surpassed by our poor media literacy. In order to reject false media information, citizens need to not just be literate, they need to be media literate. And that's where Fox News comes in. Fox News continues to command the number one slot in cable news with Sean Hannity's show as its most watched program. Yet Fox News News's statements by pundits and their guests are ranked by PolitiFact as true, true only 10% of the time. This accounts for why a 2015 public mind poll from Farley Dickerson University found that more than half of Republicans, 51%, and half of those who watch Fox News, 52%, believed it to be definitely true, quote-unquote, or probably true, quote-unquote, that American forces found active weapons of mass destruction program in Iraq. Remember that those beliefs were in place well before the full onslaught of bots, trolls, and other digitally driven agents of misinformation. It's not just that we aren't good at critical thinking. We don't even value it. The United States seeking to distance itself from its European counterparts was founded on a deep anti-intellectualism. As Richard Hofstetter reminds us in Anti-Intellectualism and American Life, Puritan John Cotton once wrote, the more learned and witty you be, the more fit and act for Satan you will be. So they use this concept like, well, if you, you use your critical thinking skills and you don't follow, then you must be evil. That's, that's a really good one that they sell to the, the general public on Target. We must be evil. <clears throat> and as convenient as it might be to turn this into a partisan problem with the Republicans as the Stooges and the Democrats as the sharp, that's a crock of fucking shit, they're all the same. Even the Russians right now. As the sharp ones, that approach won't work. Sure, we have considerable data on the gullibility of the Republican brain and the fact that fake news 
was shared far more often by Republicans, but in the end, this is a truly bipartisan problem on a nationwide scale. Nationwide network. People going out there making people more stupid. Really, that's what the, the, the PSY operators are doing. They're drop shipping into communities where they pick a target, and they just dumb down the communities by leaps and bounds until they're indoctrinated. And it doesn't matter what truth you tell them because they're already lost causes. It's always those people sitting on the fence that targets like myself have tried to get to. Use your critical thinking skills because the people in the perpetrator community are lost fucking causes. No hope for them. So don't forget that much of the left continues to blame Russia or misogyny or Bernie Sanders for the outcome of the election rather than Clinton's flawed policy platform, a move unsubstantiated by fact yet constantly shared on left-leaning social media. 11% of Clinton voters thought Barack Obama was born in Kenya, and 18% of her voters thought that vaccines caused autism despite overwhelming scientific proof to the contrary. The parties may have their own special brand of ignorance, but there's plenty of dumb to go around. A 2006 Zogby poll found that more Americans can identify the three stooges than the three branches of government. Another poll from that same year found that 77% of Americans can name two of Snow White's dwarfs but only 24% could name two Supreme Court justices. That is why attempting to shut down the nearly 50 million accounts on Twitter run by bot software won't make any difference if we don't address the fact that the junk finds a willing and gullible audience. All experts on these media trends concur that in the future, they will likely only become more and more sophisticated. The only real defense we have, I'm sorry, sorry, the only real defense will be an intellectual offense. But you see, the people I'm dealing with basically say to me, we hate and kill everything you stand for. Join us. And I refuse to do so. That's their concept. You don't go with the program. You don't follow. So therefore, there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. There's something wrong with people who could join a group of people who are violating the fundamental rights and liberties of somebody else. That is why attempting... (coughs) I'm sorry. So the only role defense we... Okay, so let me read this again. That is why attempting to shut down the nearly 50 million accounts on Twitter run by bot software won't make any difference if we don't address the fact that this junk finds a willing and gullible audience. All experts on these media trends concur that in the future, they will likely only become more and more sophisticated. The only real defense will be an intellectual offense. Bear in mind, that the most circulated fake news story of 2016 election had the headline, Pope Francis shocks world, endorses Donald Trump for president, quote unquote. Anyone who knew anything about Pope Francis or anything about Donald Trump would have had to see that the story was a hoax. And yet, by November 8, 2016, the story posted by a Romanian who supported Trump had picked up 960,000 Facebook engagements, according to BuzzFeed. So before we overly invest energy and resources into shutting down propaganda hoax news and other forms of disinformation, we should probably make an effort to wise up. Philosopher Stephen Nadler, that was the article I just read, wonders if it is even possible to fix American stupidity a mindset he describes as intellectual stubbornness. Yet, thus far, we have stubbornly refused to take stock of our own critical thinking failures. 
the stupidest thing we could do is try to solve their, this problem by ignoring our own collective stupidity. I rest my case. I've long since talked about this. You don't have to have a college education to make you smart. You just have to use some critical thinking skills and look at all the information that's out there and say, this is bullshit, but I can source this. Where did I source my information? From a government agency? Because those motherfuckers hide and they don't even care anymore. And they just publish all their shit. You just have to know what to look for and how to find it. Everything that I've ever recorded was sourced material. And not one source, but I pick up a couple, you know, to see if these legitimate outlets are all covering it. And if they're covering, what are they saying? It doesn't take rocket science to figure that one out. Just a little common sense and critical thinking. So keep on going with, with what somebody tells you is okay to do. And I'm going to keep showing you guys how oh, you're wrong. Where are those fucking cowards? Why don't they come to my door? Why do they always tell you that you, have, you can do things anonymously and secretly? What the fuck is that shit? That's why I have more respect for gang members and organized crime because they don't sit there and they pretend. Oh, you wear this color red, you wear this color blue, you wear this color gray, whatever. You don't, you don't hide and pretend like you're pillars of fucking society. You guys hide in plain sight. And I'll show you another one who hid in plain sight. Let me read you one more thing before I close my show. Exclusive. Florida public school teacher has a white national podcast. Uh, Diana Volitich, V-O-L-I-T-I-C-H, suggests Muslims be eradicated from the earth, believes anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, dot, 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 and teaches middle school social studies, okay? By Christopher uh, Mathias, M-A-T-H-I-A-S, Jenna uh, A... Amatuli, A-M-A-T-U-L-L-I, and Rebecca Klein. And this is posted in Huffington Post uh, through 3-3, March 3rd. So uh, Diana Volitich, a 25-year-old social studies teacher at Crystal River Middle School in Florida, has been secretly hosting the white nationalist podcast Unapologetic under the pseudonym Tiana uh, D-A-L-I-C-H-O-V and bragging about teaching her views in a public school HuffPost has discovered. In her most recent podcast on February 26th, a guest rallied, railed against diversity in schools, dismissing the idea that a kid from Nigeria and a kid who came from Sweden are supposed to learn exactly the same and have the same IQ. Volatich enthusiastically agreed with the guest and went on to argue that science, quote-unquote, has proven that certain races are smarter than others. In the same episode, Volatich boasted about bringing her white nationalist beliefs into the classroom and hiding her ideology from administrators. She said that when parents complain to the school's principal about how she is injecting political bias into the classroom, Volatich lied to the principal and said it was not true. 
So when you see a picture of her and she says, oh, these kids don't like me because they're of color or whatever, you know, so I'm really innocent. And then they're finding out that this girl has been doing all kinds of stuff. I have a podcast, but I'm talking about truth and I'm sourcing material. You can go back to my recordings. And it's like it's like a it's like a dial on the future. Already published, already talked about, and then it comes out in the news. Validating every claim that I've made against her. Now all they need to do is give me the names of these motherfuckers. And I'll show you how to neutralize this fucking cult. In the same episode, Volatich boasted about bringing her white nationalist beliefs into the classroom and hiding okay, her ideology from administrators. She said that when parents complained to the school's principal about how she is injecting political bias into the classroom, Volatich lied to the principal and said it was not true. She believed me and backed off, quote-unquote, she said. Volatich also agreed with her guest's assertion that more white supremacists need to infiltrate public schools and become teachers, quote-unquote, they don't have to be vocal about their views, but get in there, her guest said. Be more covert and just start taking over those places. What would I say? They have infiltrated every segment of society. So basically, and then they, the, the article goes on to talk about it. They, they found some more teachers doing this. But like I said, at 420 early, there's a, um, her name is uh, Trish. And she got her teaching credential. Well, she poses a danger. Why does she pose a danger? Because she's part of a cult behavior. And you have no idea what they're doing in the classroom to change the views of children, to become intolerant, bullies, targeters. That poses a danger to national security. Well, she looks so innocent. She would never do something like that. Really? Because they don't have a problem torturing the shit out of me within the privacy of my living space. They don't have a privacy looking into my internet connection or what I'm doing or destroying information. So what kind of person is that going to be? to the young minds of children. That is a direct threat to national security. And sure enough, we get an article, because I've already talked about that person getting her teaching credential. And sure enough, it comes out, oh yeah, they're trying to infiltrate all these areas. No shit. Been talking about this stuff for years. Why don't you fucking listen? Now it's almost too late. Law enforcement, judges, district attorneys, attorneys, you name it. If if they can be compromised or if they're compromised, they'll find it. And suddenly I can't get a fucking lawyer on the Monterey motherfucking peninsula. Well, that's right. You guys all keep telling me about what fucking upstanding citizens and pillars of fucking society you are. As you obstruct justice, you fucking hypocrites. I speak truth. I don't have a problem with it. But there sure as hell are a lot of people who do. But that's because they would rather be a part of a group thing and to simply think for themselves. And finally, it's starting to come out that that's exactly what's going on. Trolls, bots, sock puppets. But don't keep blaming Russia. I just read you an article from 2011. That was the United States Central Command. And you think because it went public in 2011, that was the first time. They don't go public until about 10 years after they've already perfected how to do it. That's 
that's how it works. American stupidity, and I've said this before, you can go to a third world fucking country and drop ship your psi operators and your Joint Special Operation Command, and they won't believe a motherfucking word you say, because they have enough critical thinking skills to be able to realize that they're being manipulated. But you can drop ship anywhere in the United States, city after city, state after state. You can target and get the whole fucking community to turn against that innocent human being just because they sold them a bunch of fucking bullshit. There are people who don't even have running water who are more wise than all the information we have at our disposal in this fucking country and still can't figure it out. 